friends from work we're all here except we have this rogue weirdo aaron viola from fanboy garage here to talk about what are we gonna talk about courtney we're gonna talk about a lot today so we're talking about everything from top things that have happened this past week in pop culture news we're going to talk about the upcoming secret invasion trailer that was dropped this week via marvel we're going to talk about the newest episode of mandalorian as always and then there's been some exciting stuff coming out of london where star wars celebrations happening stay tuned everybody come on let's get down Get down. And thank you, Freak Base. So we do have a guest here, Aaron. What's up, buddy? Are you What's going on, guys? Do we even call How you a doing, guest? Man? How's everyone? Eh, you know, we're good. Good to have you. When I sent you that text for you to join us, I was just kidding, but you joined us anyway, so I guess we'll just deal with it. Uh, we'll just we'll just handle it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's always fine. good to crash someone's show. <laughs> yes. All right. So we're gonna start, we're gonna start the show off. We got Courtney Cheek, Brian Chatlin, Rick Shu, the the friends from work trio and our guest Aaron Rirola. Oh, you got it right. This is like the first time ever. Yeah, I know it from Fanboy Garage. So anyway, so Courtney always has this had this great idea a couple months ago about doing a top five pop culture thing. So Courtney, the floor is yours. Let's let's roll through these. What, what do we got? Yeah, we've got a lot of. It's actually probably going to be more than five because there's just so much. I feel like we got to at least talk about it or mention. Um, so number one on my list, which was this was not the number one I sent earlier in the week because it came out actually a couple days ago, is the brand new Barbie trailer. If you guys have not had an opportunity to go watch that, it is a stacked cast. It is like every name under the sun is in it. Everything from Margot Robbie starting, starring as Bobby Ryan Gosling, starring as the original Ken. You got Seema Lumu, America Ferrari. I mean, there's a there's a ton of people in it. It's just totally stacked. They released all the press images um, earlier in the week, and it's all these different um, actors, actresses, Dua Lipa's in one of them, um, as this Barbie is XYZ, which is really fun. So it's a really great campaign. It's gotten a ton of buzz. So I think it's going to be something where we'll – We'll continue to see more clips and things about this film coming out, but I'm really excited about it. Have you guys seen anything about the trailer yet? I I have. And what I was really surprised about was the viral memes that were going around and were put yes. up like faces of everything. But that's great publicity for the movie. It is. I mean, you know, you put you put uh what's his name from Scream? What's his what's it? The ghost face. You put ghost face as a as a Barbie meme and yeah, 30 million people put it on Twitter. It's good for the yep. movie. But yeah, Margot Robbie's Absolutely. a dynamic talent. I mean, I say this like as a true fan of her work. I, I'd, I'd see virtually anything she's done, even films I haven't really liked that her, she's in. She's incredible, even in yeah. her bad movies. So uh, I'm on board. I think my daughters will want to see that. So I'm in. What about you, Aaron? You got a, you got a daughter. You can take her to see that. Yeah, she'll probably want to see it. She hasn't seen the trailer yet, um, but she has been listening to the Barbie song. Like, I'm a Barbie girl. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. An oldie yeah. but a goodie. Oh boy, on repeat in my house. Like, I turn the volume up. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Um, nice. So, yeah, nice. Check it out. All right. Nice. What about you, Brian? I don't have a daughter, no. And uh, I'll probably be going to see it anyways. Not that I know. <laughs> no, no, that's a no. Uh, I'll probably be going to see it anyways. It, uh, everything I've been seeing popping up, I haven't seen the new trailer yet. I did miss that. But everything I'm seeing popping up just says that this is going to be just an absolute blast. And I dig yeah. that. So, all right. If yep. we're doing a Barbie movie, it's got to yep. be fun. We're going to. We, oh, yes. Yes. And my, I've seen there's there's tweets going around. And then one of them that's gone viral is Chrissy Teigen. There's a she tweeted. There's a moment in the trailer where Margot Robbie presumably steps out of shoes and she her feet are in the Barbie like thing where she's like, like all on her toes. And it's just flawlessly done and Chrissy Teigen tweeted like I need to know everything about this shot like was she holding on to something was she in a harness how many takes did this take like they, like there's all this stuff around it because it, it like she's literally almost in like a point like a ballerina point shoe in a way like it's crazy so I, there's just a lot of fun things around it Greta Gerwig is directing if you guys didn't know so it's going to be fun if nothing else um so it'll be exciting um number two there has been an announcement from Warner Brothers and HBO that there is a Harry Potter series on its way which okay. I have a little bit of mixed feelings here um supposedly based on some of the sources that have been talking about this the idea is that each book will get a season um so they're basically going to end up redoing what has the movies have become. So what do you guys think about that? 
Well, all, the, fir the first thing I think about is how excited both my daughters and my stepdaughter, for that matter, are going to be about anything new Harry Potter. So, yeah, just that's my number one thing I go to in my head is my kids. And like, that's that's amazing. So I'm all in. I got mixed feelings about that. Aaron, man, how are you think, feeling about that? I'm with you, man. I'm 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 mixed. I'm kind of like it's too early to tap that well. Yeah, because uh, that's finished. <laughs> I'm I'm not a big avid fan, so for me it's loose. Oh, dude, you know uh, what I mean. I, I like it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not. It's not. It doesn't rattle me. I've got wands, man. So you know, the, this this is like I I, I get it. Like I get it. Um, do I want it? I don't know. I don't know. Don't well, know. so have you? Did you guys? Uh, 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 Golden Compass. Uh, did you guys see that mm. a number of years back? Um, so Forever Golden Compass ago. was, yeah, it was interesting. So then HBO came out with His Dark Materials. That's right. It was almost a like scene for scene because it's from a book, books. Um, it's almost scene for scene similar. There's more to it. It's darker. And then it continues on where the movie ended and they decided not to, to continue the stories uh, in the theaters. Mm. Mm. Uh, it is actually very well done. I think it's better done than the movie was. So if HBO is able to add, maybe go a little darker, add in some of the pieces, um, then maybe it could be worth watching. But I like the entire series is already done. So what is yeah. that? It's going to be, it's so going to be challenging. Well. Like, like I think in the back, the back half of the those books, they had to because they got thicker and thicker and thicker, and there was a and lot darker. of context that yeah, and a lot yeah. darker. They had to cut those. Like they had to cut a lot of stuff out uh, to yeah. keep the movie streamlined. But the first yeah. like three movies are almost beat for beat for the book. Yeah. So, so you get and, the three seasons before you're actually adding anything new. That's right. Yeah. I mean, in Alfonso Cuarón's uh. Uh, third book, The Prisoner of Azkaban, is a masterpiece. So oh I don't know God, how yeah. you, I don't know how you outdo that in a show. But hey, yeah. they got to make money. They want their franchise. They've been saying that for a long. It's an time. IP war. I mean, everybody's yeah. looking to get the maximize their IP. There's all this great IP floating around, and I mean, that's that is literally what today's studios and networks are doing. They are trying to yep. get every inch and drop out of IP that they can, and they yeah. haven't had anything new from Harry Potter since when did the last movie come out? Like. 2010, 2009, whatever well, that you, was. I can't, I can't believe can, uh, uh, Including uh, Dumbledore and the Fantastic, uh, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, no. Yeah. See, I feel like, oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. So that they've well, had more recent, but that hasn't done nearly okay. as well as the original books, no. movies did. No. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, it's really, you know what's really cool for me is that watching my soon to be nine year old, my youngest, she is, um, these Harry Potter films with the books is her first true experience in reading a book. And then watching it on film and watching, hmm. okay, so I had to written these characters in my head a certain way or this, how this, you know, you know, we all have that moment, right? You guys, yeah. do you guys remember that moment for yourself? For me, yeah. oddly enough, mine was like The Firm. It was a John Grisham novel. And then I saw the great, movie great and I'm going, movie. whoa, yeah, it is. But I, and the book's great too. Uh, very different ending. But I remember watching yeah. going, uh, that's not how I wrote these characters in my head. Because it's mm. different with comic books to, to, like, because back then when I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of stuff. You had the Batman and uh, TV show from the 60s, you had George Reeves, Superman, black and white, and then you had the Christopher Reeves stuff. So there wasn't a whole lot of things to pull from, unless you want to really go deep cut and do Spider Man and Electric Company. Anybody? Anybody on that? Oh, really yeah. Oh, yeah. Electric oh, yeah. Company. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I'm showing my age with Electric Company. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. So, anyway, so that's really special for me. And then I was in New York last year with my wife and stepdaughter, and we were all like, we spent probably two hours in that freaking Harry Potter three story place in Times Square. Nice. So, I'm just excited as a dad for this. So, that's where I'm yeah. at. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, fun cool. fact, you first... spoke of the firm, uh, Rick. Did you know that the John, John Gershom did announce, I think it was this week or last week, he's had, writing a sequel to the firm and that is already in development with um, the same studio that produced the original movie. Well, in the original book, if I remember correctly, it's been a hot minutes since I've read it, but it, I feel like that Tom Cruise's character, whatever his name is, the, the attorney, rips off like everybody. And, and this, he kind of makes a deal with the mob and you know the FBI's not real happy about it, gives his Al Capone analogy, whatever. But I remember in the book, I think he screws both of them over and then he and his wife and their dog go island hopping or something for the rest of their lives. So I'd be interested to see what he does if he writes a sequel. Is it going to be more based on the screenplay or the, or the book? And yeah, if there's if there's any like, see. if there's Get John Grisham, if there's John Grisham, money. well, if there's John Grisham fanboys out there and I got that a little wrong. Bear with me. It's been 25 years since I've read it. But anyway. All right. So there we go. Cool. Next else? up. Um, 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson announced this week that there is a live action Moana in the works. He is executive producing, um, which is a little surprising to me, given that movie came out, what, like five-ish years ago? I mean, not that long. Like, it has not been the traditional, like, 20-plus years that we're seeing these remakes come out. So I want to get y'all's thoughts on that. A, did you see the original? And B, what do you think about this remake so early? Yes, I saw the original. I actually sing You're Welcome at Karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good song. song. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) When you sing it and you get a table come up and go, yeah, man, thank you for that. That was great. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. I've seen it a million times. One of my daughter's favorite movies, and it it's fantastic. It is. I'm all I'm on board with this. I mean, okay. I like the little promo thing he put out with his daughters. That the visuals are just gorgeous. And yeah. uh, I mean, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I think to your larger point, Courtney, you know, it's not been 20 years, but we live in such a different, rapid society than we did even 20 years ago. That five years is now 20 years how it used to be. You know what I mean in terms of pop culture stuff. And by the time the movie actually gets around to coming out, 25, 26, if I had to imagine be six seven years i think it'll be fine yep. most of most of the core audience of the original will now be you know, yeah. a little bit older <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah no i yeah. think it's great yeah any Is thoughts aaron uh, i love that movie i still watch it uh it's it was so good. uh yeah it was my my daughter's uh one of her favorite films because she looks like little moana when she was like oh, little girl chubby oh, like dark oh hair oh my god yeah I love it. so um so yeah, I think I think uh, I'm I'm down for it, and I I I love The Rock. So uh, except for anything that's related to Black Adam, because that was Gaga. Yeah. But ooh. anyways, yeah, <laughs> I'm down for well, it. So does this mean that, that The Rock is actually going to open on Broadway? I really hope so. I would be okay with that if that's the case. <laughs> of all the things I like, never thought I would see in my lifetime. I would be surprised. I, I would pay money I would to not see it. be surprised. Yeah, I would. Not. I, I got to get to New York to see Back to the Future musical this year. Got to do it. Got to do so it. So we just it. got back from seeing Moulin Rouge over the weekend, and it was so good. So so good. So if it was you haven't in, it, seen that one, was it in Dallas? Yeah, it was touring in Dallas. I think next it goes to Houston, but it's also in New York. It's been on Broadway for yeah. a few years now. Um, but it won Best Tony. Speaking of Tonys, Neil Patrick Harris is actually going to join Broadway's Peter Pan Goes Wrong. Um, I've heard amazing things about this musical. It is um, supposed to do well at the Tonys this year, from what I'm hearing uh, from friends that have seen it and that are in the industry over there. So that's really exciting. Have either of you guys seen Peter Pan Goes Wrong? Any of y'all? Mm-mm. Better be down. Okay. You look yeah, into it. it. MPH it is amazing. Super fun. He is. He's just magical. I fell in love with him, uh, obviously, in How I Met Your Mother. But then he, during the Emmys back in 20, I think it was 2014, he was hosting the Emmys and they decided to announce on live TV for the first time the best choreography uh, winner. So he created this huge, big number where all the nominees had to not only choreograph it, they also had to perform and they had to find a way for him to be involved in it as well. And they highlighted all of the shows that were nominated uh, for best comedy and best drama. And it was amazing. There's clips all over. You should totally check it out if you have it. But he's just incredibly talented. So I think that'll be fun. Nice. Yep. Right, we also got we our first look at uh, The Little Mermaid. So The Little Mermaid stills, uh, production stills were released this week. So um, she's most of them were her and the blue dress that we see. It's a little bit of a new take on it, which is really exciting. Um, you guys all have kids for the most part. Brian, I'm sorry, you and I are kidless. Um, but Aaron and Brian, <laughs> or usually Aaron and Rick, you guys have kids. So are your daughters excited for this new remake of The Little Mermaid? My youngest most certainly is my 12 year old likes to pretend like she's not, but but she is. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a little fork that she's brushing her hair with. Yeah. But, oh my, uh, yeah, my, my, my daughter's definitely down for it. So oh that's so fun. That's so exciting. Dingle hopper. Um dingle yep, hopper. Right. There you go. Yep. Um, very cool. Okay, so moving right along. So we do have a new prequel that has been set for Game of Thrones. It's going to be about uh the conquest. Uh, that is I'd kind of anyways there's a new prequel for Game of Thrones that's been slated it's going to be more about the dragons it's going to be separate from House of Dragon taking place between House of Dragon and then uh, before Game of Thrones um what do you guys think about this like I think there's a lot of Game of Thrones IP that's been thrown around over the years I am it's not on my wheelhouse at all so I'm just I'm excited for fans that are excited that's all I can contribute to that (laughs) Aaron what you got man I'm a I'm a prickly son of a bitch uh (laughs) 
I really am. Uh, so, so I'm a reader of the books, and uh, I stopped watching the show Game of Thrones because it started to get past the books, and mm. I was like, nope, there's way too much richness in the books, and yeah. I'm still waiting to watch the rest of the shows. And I'm, you know, I've got, I've got the book for uh, House House of Dragon, uh, and I'm gonna read that so that I can then watch some of that stuff. But like. George R. R. Martin, if you're listening, you're watching, finish your books. Dude, you started yeah. writing these books in 1996 before most of the world knew that this thing was a thing. And I'm still waiting. So, yeah, I just – I it it's great for those that are watching the show and, uh, and are looking for more of that world. I mean, there's still a whole other bit of that world he hasn't finished, and I'm very disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Brian, I'm going through the uh, – I'm going through the audiobooks right now. Um, I'm on the second one, which is interesting because it's almost like 40 hours. It's insane. The, uh, yeah, you get to the other ones. Nah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although I'm I'm loving the audio because the the narrator is this older guy who's got this great gravelly kind of which if you're going through Game of Thrones, that's what you should have. Yeah. And uh, and he's got the he's got all the different accents down, and it just sounds it sounds like an old man telling a story. And I'm just gonna I'm sitting uh, here, I'm just I'm here for it. Got the traveling um, so fire, if you're, if you're, the pipe. Yes, I was just gonna say, where's your campfire? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So if you're yeah forty hour campfire yeah if you guys are if you're down for audiobooks man I'm actually recommending that one but I'm yeah I'm going through it and there is so much that they did very well in the, especially the first couple of seasons that's right like it's almost beat for beat in the first season alone yeah um, but there is so much subtext and so much other happening on the sidelines I'm like oh oh yeah that's new so yeah I'm I'm eager now uh, the new series you're talking about because that was the question. <laughs> If George R. R. Martin's involved in writing it, yes. Part of where the Game of Thrones uh, series on HBO lost me is when they passed George R. R. Martin. And they tried, they're like, we could do it on our own. No, you can't. <laughs> um, House of the Dragon, I think, on HBO was weird. It was watchable, but it was weird. Mm -hmm. So there's a piece where, no, if George R. R. Martin's involved in the storytelling, bring it on. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just interesting that they keep getting more expensive too, like on a totally different note. Like the entire season one was like the yeah. budget of a episode in the last season, which is wild. Wow. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, okay, cool. So we'll move on here. Uh, Euphoria. So did anybody watch Euphoria? My wife does. Mm -mm. My wife does. Okay. So for those of you listening or watching who do watch Euphoria, uh, Barbie Ferraria, I probably butchered your name. Apologies. Um, she opened up about her exit from the series. So there were a lot of rumors swirling around. She recently was on Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard and Monica Padman, where she opened up about this. Um, a lot of it was uh, she felt as if she was the fat character um, and she didn't want to be the fat best friend. I don't want to play that. And I don't think... Uh, I didn't think they wanted that either was the quote that she had said. So I think it's really interesting that we're still in this day and age having conversations about women's weight and appearances. If this was a male character, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation and she probably wouldn't feel the need um, to voice this and have to explain that rationale. So to me as a woman, um, I, 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 I totally hear her and I support her, but as a frustration of just the industry, like, why does it matter? Why are we comparing and talking about women's weights and appearances? Like, it's just so unhealthy. So, and, you know, Rick and Aaron, you guys both have daughters. Like, I would hope that, you know, we are in this day and age where that doesn't have to be a central part of the conversation. But fortunately, it sounds like it still is. What do you guys think about that? Well, of course it is. It's a, there's a double standard. There, there probably, unfortunately, always will be. Maybe that fever will break at some point. Things are better now. Obviously, I don't want to get too political on the show or anything like that. But I hear you. I 100% agree. And and I had an acting coach, the late great Grant James, Brian Chatlin, uh, who told me we were talking about sexism in Hollywood one time, Brian. And he said, you know, when a man cries on camera, oh, I'm sorry, when a when a woman cries on camera, it's expected. When a man cries on camera, they give him an Oscar. And uh, even though we're talking about something different in terms of weight and everything, that's that double standard just applies all over the place. Is my point. Yeah. So it sucks. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Agreed. Yep. There you go. Hmm. Yep. 
It's not fun. All right. So in something a little bit more lighthearted, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Shaley Woodley, and Richard Madden are all set to be uh, star in a love triangle thriller called Killer Heat. So the film will follow twin brothers caught in a violent love triangle on a remote Greek island in a damaged local detective who is called in to investigate the murder. This sounds very uh, Knives Out to me, uh, Glass Onion, in the way that this description was written. I personally love Richard Madden. I think he can do no wrong. So I'm very excited for this, but I'd like to see if you guys are excited like I am. I don't know. I started thinking about The Last Jedi when you said Ryan Johnson, Glass Onion. I'm, on, I'm already on the Star Wars. I don't know. Just kidding. That's all you want to talk about, right? <laughs> no, I don't, have any, I don't have any input on that, but I just love those films. But uh, what do you think, guys? Any, any thoughts on that? Can't wait to see the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh boy, oh boy. All right, and then the last one that I'm going to mention here, um, we did see the release of the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 3 soundtrack that is now on Spotify. You can also pre-order the vinyl, which looks super fun if you guys are vinyl owners. Um, the soundtracks for these films have become a staple of just how fun they are, and they've gotten so much traction and attention. Um, is this something you guys are interested in? I'm excited. I don't know if y'all were. A hundred percent. And I think that this is sort of a um, James Gunn swan song in a way in terms of his yeah. exit from Marvel. And so I'm excited to see. I think it could also be sort of a precursor to maybe where he's at and with his Superman script, because, that you know, those films got a lot of heart. And so I, I, I expect as much with Superman. I'm excited for the soundtrack. I'm excited for the film. And just recently, not to get off topic here, but I don't know. I haven't confirmed this, but was there some remark that James Gunn mentioned? That was an official comment that actually came from him that even alluded to the fact that there could possibly ever be like a Marvel DC live action crossover. Or, or am I imagining that? Anybody know? What I I'm don't about? recall that. Yeah. I mean, James Gunn is pretty, he's pretty active on Twitter and in interviews. And he, you know, he, he, I think part of what everybody loves about him is he is very off the cuff and he doesn't hold back. So if he made a comment about it, I'm sure it was like, yeah, I'd love to do that someday. But I don't, I doubt that there was an official thing made because I don't ever foresee that happening. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I didn't, obviously I didn't, I wasn't prepared to mention that. It just kind of came to yeah. me as we're talking about it, but no, but yeah. to answer your question, super excited. Can't wait to see it. All right, cool. So we're going to move in. Um, last one, which is kind of into our, we're going to end up flipping our order here a little bit, wait, I guess. Wait, wait. Um, yes, go ahead. I was just say we're supposed to be doing top five. How many have we done? There's been several. There's been several. There's been I told you it was going to be a little bit more than five today. There's a lot that happened this week. Top five. Um, There's a lot that, there was a lot. There's a lot that dropped this morning. Yes. It's, well, it's the beginning of the month. So at the beginning of the month, everything drops. Like that's just right. kind of how it goes. So this is the last one, um, Marvel um, Into the Spider-Verse. So the second time we'll get to see Miles Morales, um, that across the Spider-Verse, um, it says it's arriving April 4th. So I guess it's already, or the new trailer. I don't know. I'm a little confused on the release date on it because in the copy of the post, um, it says across Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse arrives April 4. Today's April 7th. So yeah, I don't know if it's already the in trailer. No, yeah, no, it must have been just the trailer. Yeah, it's uh, in June. June. It's in June, I believe. Yeah. June or July. Okay. It's one of the J's. Okay. Or one of the J's. There we go. But the new trailer looks amazing. Anywhere, and, well, and I'll just say this, going back to my, my daughters, is that their favorite comic book films are Into the Spider-Verse and then all three of the Tom Holland films. So, like, yeah. we're, we're all in. Love yeah. It. So bring it, bring it. Yeah, it's I gonna be really the, fun. I saw the the Dungeons and Dragons movie over the weekend, and they had the new Same. trailer. Same. Yes. Okay, D and D, real quick, y'all. Uh, if you've ever played D and D, this movie doesn't watch like a standard movie. It doesn't look. It doesn't watch like uh, like they've written out an entire story. And this is this watches as though you've got a bunch of people sitting around a table going, "Oh, well, I pick up a clod of dirt and throw it at the bad guy. Okay, <laughs> uh, roll for initiative. Cool. Let's try that." This is this is how the movie watches. It watches like a D and D game, and it yeah. is delightful. It was so yes. fun. So I don't play the game, Brian. I don't know if you do, um, but I, I've never played it. Never really had an opportunity, which is fine, whatever. But I didn't really know what to expect. But coming out of the film, my fiance and I both felt like it was very Guardians of the Galaxy esque. Like it didn't take itself too seriously. It made fun of itself. Like it was light. It wasn't anything that was like overly dramatic. But it was yeah. so fun and so watchable. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Absolutely recommend going check it out. Yeah, for nice. sure. Anybody else have thoughts That'd on that? That'd be cool. I, I've, I've never been into it. I played a little D&D &D as a kid, and we used to do Amp Guard. We took PVC pipe, and we it was like a 
live action D and D game. I remember playing that for a couple summers with some guys, but I just never really been into it. But again, I'm just excited that fans are excited about this stuff. Yeah. 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 It looked, I mean, from the trailers, it looked a little hokey to me, but then folks uh, who went there to see it were like, we needed this movie. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad yeah. to hear that. Uh, that it's doing well. Yeah. yeah it, we... is, it is hokey, but that's the whole thing is, is when you're, when you're playing a D and D game and you get a bunch of um, creative smart asses sitting around a table, it really is a matter of, well, I try this. Yeah. And you basically it's a okay, well, roll for initiative and see what happens. Well, that worked. Now we're gonna <laughs> yeah. so that's really kind of how it goes. So it's, yeah. it's people doing problem solving. And there's a lot of interesting problem solving in the movie where you go, Oh, that's actually clever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and like no, again, it, it, they make fun of themselves, and there's a couple of fun cameos as well, which oh, and really everybody because every character in D and D, you get to create your own tragic backstory for your character. Yeah. So every one of them at some point in time has their tragic backstory. It's it was brilliant. It was amazing. <laughs> awesome. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, and Michelle okay. Rodriguez is still the boss. Absolutely, Just I will please. watch anything she is in at, yeah. at any point ever. Cool. All right. So now Secret Invasion. Okay. So did you guys see the new trailer that dropped this week for Secret Invasion? Hell yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. I wish I, I, wish I had it pulled up is what I wish, but that's all right. It's a series. I'm loving that it's a series. I know. Yeah. It's not a movie. It's a series. We're going to get to actually follow the spy journey. We finally got a decent spy movie coming out. Yes. Absolutely. I've heard this referred to as the Andor of Marvel. Um, which I am on board with. Like, I think yes. that's kind of what we need. Um, it comes out on June 21st. It is Disney plus. I'm sure they're going to do a week by week. Cause that's what they do with um, their stuff. Mm -hmm. Now um, mm -hmm. the question that I've been looking at and reading and hearing in certain circles and having with some friends is, do you think we're going to find out at what point Nick Fury be kind of leaves and then a scroll takes his place like do we think we're going to find that out officially because like for all we know at this point infinity war end game like maybe even back to like civil war nick fury's been a scroll on earth and he's been yeah. up, like doing it like there, there are there's a theory that like uh i think it's even in age of ultron when he brings everyone to the farmhouse yeah cuts his sandwich diagonally there's a reference in yes marvel where he says, nah, I don't cut my, you know, like, how dare you cut your sandwich diagonally? But he does it in, in he that does movie. It in, yeah, and so there's yeah, saying he may have been scroll all the way back, back then. It, it's like, this is probably one of the, the pinnacle moments in, in the comics. Uh, it's a bit of a reset. I think mm -hmm. uh, the series is going to do the same for, uh, for the MCU at, at this moment. Because, you know, we've had on our show, have lots of conversations around how different uh, phase four and phase five have felt Feel. in relation yeah. to some of the other, you know, the, the previous phases um, and that they're doing a lot of big time sort of long game storytelling. Um, you know, the scrolls have been teased for quite a while. If you go, if you yeah. remember all the way back to WandaVision, which was the first Disney plus Marvel show, it ends with, uh, with a scroll uh, getting, uh, <clears throat> what's her name? Not Monica Rambo. What, maybe it is Rambo. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. The new pro photon person, they mm -hmm. call her up in the space. Yeah, Monica Rambo. Yeah, Monica yeah, Rambo. Rambo. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I I'm interested to see how this all pays off and like what was actually what's actually been happening. I think that the scrolls have infiltrated multiple layers of the government and potentially the Avengers themselves. So, uh, yeah. it's gonna and be we're looking at, at uh, scrolls in the trailer doing some things that are making people wonder if those are super scrolls because they have the ability to mimic. Yes. Superpowers. Yeah. Right. So and then there's also that, a shot. There, there are, there's a shot as well where it's just like all those bodies, right? And like yes. there's theories that what if those are just government leaders from all over the world that these schools yeah. of info like what like what is the breadth that we're gonna see of how you know widespread all this is? Yeah, yeah, it looks so good. It's I'm exciting. so excited, and I love how gritty it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's gonna be great. Awesome. Any I last mean, thoughts? I'm I'm stoked. Again, I wish I had it pulled up. Um, so, Hey, real quick. So Aaron, you've got to jump off this in a few minutes, correct? Yes, yes, sir. So Courtney, why don't we do this? If you don't mind, let's swap the Mandalorian and the celebration stuff. Cause I would like okay. to get, I would just, because he's only got a few minutes. I really wanted to sure. do sort of what he's most excited about and all that, if that's cool with you. And then we'll end on the Mandalorian. So we're going to talk here about star Wars celebration for sake of time for our guest here. Who oh, didn't have didn't have the courtesy to tell me he had a limited time today? But I like, did actually. I oh, did. he's just bored and wants <laughs> yeah, to leave. I will screen. I will screen grab it. I will vlog. I will reactivate my account on Twitter and put you on blast. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I knew that. I should have mentioned that at the top, but it's yeah. all right. All good. So we'll just we'll just swap those. I do want to get your your thoughts on Mandalorian, but the Star Wars celebration stuff is a lot more meaty, and there's a lot more stuff to talk about. Sure. But just r- just real quick, did you like the episode of the Mandalorian? Because you won't be a part of that conversation. <laughs> just yes or no? Did you like it? All right, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, Jack Black and Lizzo just are so distracting for me. And I didn't like the Scooby-Doo element of it was was too much. But I do oh like where God. they're taking the story of Mandalore and Bo-Katan's that whole that whole bit. That's what I'm that's what I'm locked in on. Like all that extra, extra fluff stuff on the cream, cream puff stuff. Yeah, you leave that. I'm good. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll come back around on the three of us. We'll discuss that. So uh Courtney, do you want to lead this off here with the Star Wars celebration? Is it it's it's going on? Still, literally, right now, is it wrapped? I'm it might be done now, but it is taking place in London, so that's why it was yeah. like 8 a.m. this morning. Typically, it does happen in Anaheim, and obviously, it would have been like 5 a.m. in Anaheim, so yeah. they weren't doing it there. Um, yeah, so I think it's it, it might have been wrapped at this point with the time change, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, a lot of big stuff has been announced. Um, a lot of it was we already knew a lot of this was coming, like a lot of this was already in the works. Um, they did release the poster for Ahsoka along with the trailer for Ahsoka dropped. That's the one I'm really excited about. I love that we're seeing Sabine and Hera and Ahsoka. Like they're just, it's the best. And then the fact that my fiance was telling me, um, actually there's a book that he has. It, um, is a book that came out in the eighties and it's literally like, this is what Ahsoka is oh, yeah, going to be based on apparently. Yeah, because yeah. that's the whole storyline is Thrawn. Heir to the Empire. This mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, yep. he's now the heir to the Empire, which is really fun. So that that really and Courtney that. and someone says mm. that line in the trailer too. We're gonna uh, watch yes. it. Ahsoka, Ahsoka, Ahsoka does. Ahsoka, Ahsoka says does. it. And we'll it will yeah. pull the trailer up in a minute once Aaron jumps off. Um, all right. So Aaron, we got you for a couple minutes. So big announcements. Yeah. I'm gonna just give you the floor for a couple minutes, buddy. What what did you think? What are you most excited about? I know you're a big Ahsoka fan, and so and Rebels. And- I mean, Ahsoka just took took the wind. <laughs> out of me i was like wow this is everything that i wanted and more uh you know rosario dawson looks great she definitely plays the character with such poise it it feels like the same it's really hard to do a character that was you know created in animation um i forgot her name uh ashley ecclestein is the voice actor actress right so she i mean that's ahsoka right but like rosario dawson's embodiment of that character is like spot on um, I'm stoked. I've been waiting for this trailer for so long. Matter of fact, when they announced Ahsoka, I went and I got the first appearance of uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn in comic book, which is also an heir to the Empire uh, uh, story. And I paid a pretty nice nice bit of money for it, but now I'm just going to watch that thing inflate. Anyways, um, I'm so interested. I have a lot of questions about that trailer um, because there are, there look like there are dark dark jedi which i'm not going to call them sith lords because they don't actually exist anymore um unless they're trying to restart it but uh you know what's his name uh ray stevenson swinging a red lightsaber it looks like it might be his daughter his his apprentice uh because they look like they're coming from the same ilk they have the same they have the same costume um his is black hers is like like a white that's kind of getting dirtier um I like that that element. Um, the, I think Ezra Bridger pops up in hologram form. Uh, okay, so I was wondering about that. Too. I thought okay. that was him. Um, is, it, is, was, that, was, is that him, Courtney? I I, I don't know. It oh, looks uh, like it. Okay. Yeah. Could be. I, okay. I was. I got really excited about that. Um, that was one yeah. of the things I wanted us to focus on when we play that. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, it looks like it moves further from the Mandalorian, uh, where we see, you know, where we first see Ahsoka in live action, and then I forgot the uh, the woman's name that she fights with the Beskar spear, but she looks noticeably older in that in it when you see her. So at some point, she she may have escaped or something to that to that end. But yet, yeah, Thrawn, I'm for it. I'm so for this show. Is not even. I'm yeah. I'm just give it to me now. Can't is that your, is that is that your favorite thing at this announcement? You got about two minutes, I know. Yeah, no, it definitely, it definitely is. Um, you know, I, I, I'm really interested to see what the skeleton crew looks like because Jude Law and Star Wars is like, okay, uh, let's see how that goes. What did you ever see? What is that movie, guys, with Jude Law and Ethan Hawke? Or they're oh, Gattaca. Gattaca, dude, that's a yeah, no, underrated movie. But so he, he can be. About? Well, I'm just saying that he can be in that universe. Is that what you're saying? You can't place him? No, in- no, no. I'm just saying I need to see it because he's like bald and apparently he's a Jedi. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. Oh, I, 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 got to, I got to see it. Uh, okay. Andor season two, August yes. of 2024. I am so on board for that. Andor is like the best thing to happen to Star Wars in a long time. Sorry, but Obi-Wan. Andor takes the cake. Um, Agreed. What else? Agreed. Oh, the acolyte. I got to hear this shit on text every day from him, just so you guys know. This is not in a vacuum. My response. Oh, yeah. yeah I've got that stick <laughs> waiting for you. Um, the acolyte. I was watching the interviews for that. That looks really interesting. It takes place 100 years before the High Republic. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's set a couple of years out from the from the prequels. So they're, they're even saying that the Jedi look different, uh, which is awesome. I want to see how they hmm. kind of evolve or devolve yeah. that. Um Daphne Keene, who played um, uh, Laura in Logan, the little girl, X-23. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is casting the Acolyte. She she looks like she's bringing the heat. I guess she was, she's Love. a Jedi. So, I was wondering what was happening to her because she was amazing in that, in, in yeah. Logan. Yeah, she's, she's around. She's I mean, she was also in okay. his Dark Materials, too. Same, same actress. Mm. Oh, that is her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So I mean, she's all grown up now, but uh, okay. Yeah, it looks they were they were having some some interesting banter. Uh, I'm 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 actually really intrigued by the acolyte. And then the other thing that I and I'll end on this note because I've got a I've got a bounce is the uh, Ray Skywalker. Say it again. Ray Skywalker. Ah! Wait, say it one more time. Yeah, no, I'm good. Does, um, it, does it pain you to put those does. two words together? It does. She's a Skywalker. Uh, okay, so set 15 years outside of uh, the Rise of Skywalker, and she's training a bunch of new Jedi. Cool, great, awesome. Nice. I can't wait to see what that looks like. <laughs> it's going to be amazing, and I'm, I'm glad that it's a film. All right, buddy. Well, listen, do a quick plug, and I got to jump. Yeah, uh, definitely check me out. Um, our shows are like uh, monthly uh, at this point uh, at the Fanboy Garage. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram. We still have a, a Twitter handle. Um, and if you want to get at me directly, just find me on Instagram or email the show or text uh, uh, us, whatever. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for your input, man. As always, you're one of my favorite Star Wars fans. Yeah, I'll be blasting you later. Yeah, blast me later. <laughs> Guys, right, thanks no, for the opportunity. Uh, all right, man. See you, see you, see you okay. soon. Bye. All right, later, man. He can he just jump off? I love this software. Yep. He can just jump off. Okay, love so it. sorry about that, guys. I didn't I didn't realize that I, I he did text me that to be fair. That was all BS on my part. I just didn't realize how sensitive I didn't realize the time got away from us a little bit. So we just swiped those. Um that's okay because we can just segue right into Mandalorian from here anyway. Yeah. Um so Courtney, what is your mm-hmm. like what do you what should we just watch this Ahsoka trailer together? Should we just do no, that? No, I've already watched it like three times. We don't need to watch okay. it. Oh, yeah. No, I already okay. plowed through a number of times on it. Oh, then I, I, won't was take trying to out, I won't take up screen time for it then. So what I was just looking up, by the way, is because in the old – because I read all the old books um, back before the, the movie started coming back out again. And Heir to the Empire was one of my favorites. And the Timothy Zan series was, was definitely a staple for a lot of what we're seeing coming up. Um, I w- had totally forgotten about the clone of Jorah Saboath, which is a dark um, – basically a clone of a Sith – um, I was trying to figure out who it was that Ahsoka was squaring off against. And I think that might be who that is. I was just looking at IMDb trying to figure out if the actor is listed as Joris and they haven't listed a name yet. So, yeah. The, I mean, the the actors and the cast that they've announced is relatively limited. Like it's, we got yeah. Ahsoka, we know Anakin's in it. We got uh, Sabine, Sabine, Ezra. And, we got and Ezra. then there's one, two, three other people that are just actor or actress in it. So I know that there's, so they're not there's probably the some we don't know. Yet. Yeah. 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 But, and uh, I know yeah. Jody just made a comment on the YouTube that Aman Asfandi is on. Yes, he is. On, he's Ezra in the show. We know that. We just don't yeah. know necessarily some of these other people yet, which I'm excited to see. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was already excited for this thing. I, I I knew right now they've got they being Lucasfilm. They have I, I haven't loved everything in the in the Disney era. Uh, the, but most they've thing, earned some faith. Oh, my gosh. I, I still think yeah. it's like the the golden age of Star Wars or we're entering it because the yeah. content is consistently great in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even the stuff that I don't like that much, like this movie right here, I still, it's not a terrible movie. It's still good. It's just not, it's just kind of forgettable for me meaning solo. Um, solo. Although I'm down for some adventures with him and Chewie on uh, Disney plus, but, cool. but, but yeah, absolutely. But I will tell you the Ahsoka trailer and I love all the Disney Plus shows. Yes, even Boba Fett. And damn it, yes, the season of Mandalorian, which we'll talk about in a second. I, I guys, this was this looked even better than I kind of imagined. Like the trailer to me was even better than I expected. And I was 
kind of taken back by that. I was like, wow, this looks beautiful. It looks exciting. It looks very well made. I'm so in on this. Courtney, is this like your favorite thing? Yeah, Ahsoka is probably what I'm most excited about. Um, give me something with a strong female lead and I'm there, um, especially when it's Ahsoka. I don't know how you're not excited about Ahsoka, um, but or just royal you and um, people on the world. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm really excited for it. I think it's probably going to be one of the, probably one of the better series that we get in terms of not only delivering, you know, what fans have been asking for, for so long, but then also in terms of expanding the universe and showing some more story and bringing in so many of these animated characters from rebels, for example, that, you know, people love. So I think it's going to be great. Attitude. Brian, what are your thoughts? I am absolutely uh, uh, really loving what I saw. I watched it three times and just the entire time I was sitting there going, this, I, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, getting to see Harrison Dula um, and seeing her in, yes. in, in, in her oh. fighter pilot, like position, like, okay, got that down. Um, With get chopper. To see her. There's a With chopper. chopper. We get a live action chopper. I love it. I love chopper. I don't know why I'm so excited about that, but I dig it. Um, well, you've, you've got to have the, the well, you got to have the cute little guy. We've yes, seen that in a lot of the series to. so far. Is you got to have the cute little guy. They've gotten very good about that, and Chopper just is too perfect. Yeah, um, I am absolutely loving that. It's uh, it looks serious. Like she is on a hunt. Um, we're 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 trying to figure out where Mandalorian is going. We know where Ahsoka is going. She's yeah. on a hunt. She's trying to find. And it's definitely there's going to be a lot of quests along the way, but we know where she's going. Like we already know stepping in what the goal is. And I'm absolutely loving that. Loving the fact that she stepped away from all of the other everything happening in the Star Wars universe because this, she knows, is priority. Nobody else knows about it, but she does. So I kind of dig that. That's going to be, that's a really nice start to the whole adventure. Yeah. I can't wait I think to so see. too. Um, and, the, and, and the fact that we've had her established now over the course of two Disney Plus shows, right? Boba Fett yeah. and Mandalorian. Well, and three yeah. if you count Clone Wars. Yes, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I just meant and live Rebels. action. Yeah, and no, Rebels. No, no, Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. I, I mean live action because that's a different, yeah. that's a, it's a broader audience. What my, and that's my point is that it's, you know, there's a lot of Star Wars fans that aren't into the animation at all. And then some like for myself, it's kind of a limited yeah. basis. So you just kind of educate yourself as it goes along, but you're not really yeah. invested into it. What I love about this character is that she's so enticing, like she's so interesting that mm -hmm. I that the actor that they cast, she's oh, so good. She's at, amazing. She's, she's amazing. so good. And we've already, we already know that to my larger point here. So going into this, I think this will also open the door to Star Wars fans reaching out and, and watching Clone Wars and other shows that they might not normally have, because that's how that works. You fall in love with the character. That's what Batman did for me. I fell in love with Batman, the TV show. when I was a kid. I didn't know it was in the sixties and already ran its course. It was 1980 thought it was real time, but it made me want to go read comic books because I wanted to know more about this character. So that's exciting. There's nothing. It's always a good thing when, when we can create, you know, like a new legion of star Wars fans and appreciate all the content because the more, obviously the people that support these things, the more content we're going to get and yeah. better off the three of us are. So I'm like stoked. I'm stoked. All right, Courtney, what, what next as far as announcements go? Um, there were the announcements of skeleton crews we saw in the acolyte. Um, the skeleton crew was announced at D23 back in 20, was it 2019 that they announced it? Um, mm -hmm. it it's, we, that one's been a long time coming. We've known about that. So it, they had the cast up on stage, um, as they, as they do with these things. So that was, that was cool to see Jude Law. I think he can do no wrong personally. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how, how this all turns out. So I'm curious to see what the storyline on that is. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm again, the right now they have my faith and until they don't, they do. <laughs> so like, I'm just on board. Nothing looks, nothing looks off. Nothing looks bad. Nothing looks cheap. And the production value on these things is getting better um, as these shows move along because of their success, I guess. And it just means more, more budget mm -hmm. plus just technology advancing as they, you know, every, you, you guys know this every time they do a season of something and they're using technology, by the next season to the next project, they're enhancing it because of things that they trial and error that they experience. Yeah. So just these things are just getting better. Well, it's Deep Space Nine. They got to add another floor to the station on the second season, just you know, bit by bit, Correct. piece by piece. All right. So I am going to share a screen for just a second. Well, I want to, I want to, I want to look at something with you guys, just because mm. it's freaking awesome, and I got to do okay. it because I was really excited for this, and I'm glad. Let's see here. Freaking awesome! Bring All it. right, are we ready? I, okay, um, okay, go away. Whatever that thing is. All right, let's do this. Can you guys see this? 
No. Blow it up. Can you see Blow it now? It Make it bigger. Can you see it now? Ish, yes. All right. What let's is? Just, let's I just see watch Let's just watch this for a second. If it... mm-hmm. There she is. Still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I'm still here. Do we all see that? I just thought mm-hmm. that was the coolest thing in the world because I'm an I'm I am a, an apologist for the sequel trilogy. I think she is one of the most dynamic characters in, in, in Star Wars period. She's in my top three. I am all for this. I know some fans were kind of hoping more for like a trilogy. Uh, who knows exactly what we'll get. All I want, and Courtney, this will go to some of the texts you and I had earlier, is for this thing to get off the ground. It's announced. It's official. They made an announcement. The director's there. The, the trades are putting it out now. Hollywood Reporter already has. They have to make this damn movie. Because like other projects that have fallen by the wayside, like the Patty Jenkins stuff or whatever, it's one thing for stuff to fall apart that's has some ambiguity to it or what have you, or you know, new characters and a new. But you take a legacy character like that and they drop the ball, that could be a PR nightmare. So let's just cross our fingers that that film gets made. Courtney, what do you think about this Ray film? Look, I had a very wise agent at CAA. His name was Kenny DiCamillo. He's fabulous. I worked with him um, way back when. And he was a very wise man. Once told me that it nothing's final until there's a contract and it's signed. And then even then, nothing's guaranteed, but at least you'll get money. And I essentially live by that. And I try to be very cautiously optimistic with stuff like this because we've seen a lot over the years a lot of projects um, either do get just totally taken off the slate or they get changed significantly to where they're really not the same thing or there's casting conflicts with schedules. A lot can happen now. And there's been a lot of changes in the way casting has been done and the way these productions are being run. Um, so as, as like as great as this news is, it's not over till it's over in my opinion. Um, so I try to be cautiously optimistic and not get overly excited about something until there is footage of a trailer and, or, you know, whatever that may be. Um, and I think you can definitely look to Batgirl, for example, as a really good example of that. Like that thing was canned. It was done and it never is going to see the light of day. So I think again, doesn't, it's not over till it's over. Um, if you got a contract and it's signed by both parties, like, okay, you can feel good about it. But even then, you're not guaranteed to ever see it. So that's, that's my, that's my take on that. And all that is absolutely accurate. I I, I would just like to think that because of the nature of this particular character, like with Batgirl, that Batgirl was never established. We don't know her. We never met her. And, you know, and there was a, there's a change of guard. There's all sorts of things that fell into place with that. Unfortunately with this, it's like, she's canon it's her, it's Daisy Ridley, it's Ray Skywalker. You make this damn movie. You don't announce it and have the director and you're at celebration and not make this movie. Because this one people won't forget about because it. it's a legacy character. But that's we'll see. We'll I don't see. know. We'll see. But, but you know, you go back to like you and McGregor when he made his announcement, and then we got the show. So I'm gonna hopefully just and the difference there is that Ian McGregor was an EP on the project. So because of that, he had a lot more power that he could get the project pushed through the finish line. Um, there were some things in the trades that I was seeing this morning that, you know, there's not a contract, it's not signed, like it's all just kind of in negotiation right now. So until again, there's that signed contract, and we know for sure that this is shooting and that, you know, there's certain cast members there, etc. Um, I think it's a great idea. And I hope it happens. But we'll see. Okay, perfect. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Brian, any thoughts on Ray? I don't have any thoughts on it yet. I, um, literally I like a bunch of stuff dropped this morning and I spent the morning actually digging through everything, trying to figure out what all there is. I don't have an opinion on it yet. So, uh, yay. I'm glad people are excited about it. I can't wait to see and hear more things as it comes up. If they're actually fleshing out a story in the future, I'm down for it. I'll watch it. Like, yeah. like you've said, I, they've earned faith. Um, and I will absolutely dial in and, and check it out until I've got a reason not to. So I, and there yeah. you go. That's the best. I'm waiting to get to the Mandalorian. Come on, come on. Yeah, let, come let, on. let's let's, let's do it because I, I, you know we've got <laughs> we got ten minutes for about an hour, and then I know you got to jump off. I'll just say this. Any last thoughts real fast on celebration? I think that new indie. Trailer yeah, real quick. Uh, awesome. Jody had a comment here. Uh, it looks like there's a scene with the new Sith and a dimensional porter from the end of Rebels. So I I saw that, and I'm curious about that too. Um, I wonder if that's what that is because at the end of Rebels, Brian, if you remember, there's the whole 
portal thing mm -hmm. that happens. So yep. I don't know. I hope that's the case. I would love the tie into Rebels. I think that would yeah. encourage more people to watch it too. That was the best thing I did for my Star Wars fandom was watch that. So there you go. And, and I would like to know where the where the whole portals thing ended. Where how that actually we have no idea. Up yeah. what, the, what the wrap up was on that. So yeah, I'd love to know. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, me Jody, too. thank you for the comments on that one. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and on a side note, I'm gonna have Jody on the show soon. We grew up together. He's a, he's a very oh, smart okay. guy, writer, and he's a big time Star Wars fan. Love it. Okay, okay. so yeah, the all, all the thing I'll say about celebration is I was, you know, Indiana Jones, the new trailer dropped. Uh, for time's sake, I won't play it because I know Brian's gonna jump off and we should probably wrap anyway. But I tell you guys, that one got me. The first trailer Brian has thoughts. <laughs> no, I want to come on, I want to go Mandalorian. Come okay. on. All right, so Indiana Jones, <laughs> but it's Harrison Ford, it's Lucasfilm. We gotta talk about okay. Mandalorian. We went from top five to top thirty. Come on. I'm all right, all right. We're we're itching. So let's talk for a couple minutes in this last episode of the Mandalorian which like a lot of things, Star Wars is divisive amongst fans online. But, you know, this one is, uh, here's my just thoughts on it. And I'll throw it over to you guys. I really like it. I didn't love it, but I liked it a lot. I like what it's doing with the Mandalorian stuff. I like that it's kind of cornball and cheesy. And quite frankly, guys, to me, that thing's the most George Lucas-y thing since George Lucas sold Star Wars. It freaking feels like lucas wrote and directed it it's 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 it, it was it, very phantom menace it's really weird and i love weird star wars there's some stuff that didn't work some things that did but overall i thought it was a really fun episode i liked it better when i saw it the second time and i can't wait for these last two episodes and i think everybody needs to just calm down a little bit and let's look at this from twenty thousand feet because in two hours a lot can happen and mm -hmm. to tie the season up so courtney what did you think of Mandalorian. What is it? It's called. What is the episode called? Shoot, whatever. I can't. I don't have it now. Like hot something, higher guns so or I, whatever. I really liked the. I really liked the whole piece of you know Boba Fett and Dinjarin going to you know see get the rest of these Mandalorians and bring them. Like I love that. And Brian, we talked about that a few weeks ago, and so it was really fun to see kind of like what we had talked about, like something kind of coming to light there, uh, yeah. which is really cool. And I just I love the culture of the Mandalorian, and I love that there's the armor, and they're just badasses all the way around. I love it. Um, to me, the Jack Black Lizzo was was really fun, but it was a little distracting. Like it almost seemed like it was out of place. Um, I think I can forgive like the Jack Black because I think if he fit the character, like and it, it worked and that character being as kind of cheesy as it was, it was hard for me to not see Lizzo and be like. And oh. see Lizzo. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like it was, it was Lizzo. Like she played herself, I guess, which, yeah. which is nothing wrong with that, but it was just, it took me out of it. Like the same thing I wrote about in my air review with Ben Affleck playing Phil Knight, like it just felt distracting and it took me mm -hmm. out of the story. And I will yeah. say, I know there's been a lot of stuff that I've been seeing about like it's Bryce Dallas Howard's fault. It is not her fault. Like she was the director. She was not the writer. Like the writers, they wrote this story and handed it to her and said, here, make it. So she's doing the best with what she has. She's I done think some that, of the best episodes so far. Yes, so, yes. Her episodes are the highest rated. So yes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think people are just rude and they have no idea what goes into filmmaking period. But anyways, um, yeah, it was a little distracting to me. So, and it, it I, felt I, I, very like Scooby-Doo as Aaron said. They're, they're, you know, I, I hadn't put that two two together, but yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I agree. I think she and she's she's very charismatic and she's very talented. I don't think she's a very good actress, and so there's that. And she's just it just she looked like somebody trying to act, and so that was a little distracting. And I'm not a real big fan of him, to be honest with you. He was great early on, and, and he just kind of started to wear me out over the years with his little shtick and whatnot, but, um, but he was fine. They were fine. I, I, I like how this, this looks, this looks, it looks like the prequels. It looks like Canto bite. It's that kind of star Wars and it's weird. And I love weird star Wars. So, um, but, uh, the, the subplot things that were happening were the underlining things that were going on are far more interesting than the detective stuff with the, the, the crazy droids. Although the droid stuff was fun to watch. I mean, again, if you like the prequels, what a great little love letter <laughs> to those films mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. But, um, uh, yeah, and I liked it fine. You know, I didn't hate it. Uh, it's going to be real interesting. What do you guys think about the next last two episodes? Like, where where does this leave us? What, what, well, what Brian, I need to hear your take on the droids. Yeah, I haven't said I know a thing yet. I well, got things in. to say. You got to right. throw it to Brian, Rick. Come now. Hey, hey we're, we're not. He's going to move on. What do you guys he, think he, about next season? Andor. He's, he, he's not a guest. <laughs> he can just talk. He doesn't need me. 
I'm, I'm I'm trying to let you guys get your opinions. Out I, I think you know what I think it is, Brian. You you've been like in- injecting it to the whole show that I kind of felt like maybe you had already talked, and I was like, wait, you actually haven't. <laughs> I haven't said a damn thing yet. My turn. I'm just kidding. Reoccurring. All questions. right, the floor is yours. This is your damn. This is your damn show too. You don't need me. My permission. There you go. All right, go I I got so many <laughs> questions. So it it okay. First off, the vibe and feel of this felt very Phantom Menace. It felt very bright and colorful and and odd. Um, there's interesting. Uh, there's there's so many little pieces as the episode goes through because they go through different realms. Um, so you you come into the city and it looks like it might be a Mandalorian dome city. Um, when they actually come into uh, like there's a weird ominous piece where it says no 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 you've been ordered to land here and we're taking you this way it's very ominous as they're being led into the banquet room i'm having flashbacks of cloud city in in empire strikes back where i'm sitting there going wow this is ominous and creepy and weird and they walk in on the mad hatter's table from alice in wonderland and you get lizzo (laughs) is a whole lot of playing queen of hearts but a sweet queen of hearts yeah like all the way to the weird gaudy costume and she's playing croquette there at the end, croquet. And okay. uh, like, there's there's a huge piece where I'm, I'm like, okay, so what, there's too many vibes of too many different things happening. And yeah. I don't know what to think and what to feel. It's just weird. Um, they get escorted off and you think it's going to be something, one thing. And then they basically tell you there's a problem going on. We need you to do a thing. It's a fetch quest. It's a, it's a side quest. Cool. Um, you go in and you do a little bit of a detective story and it's neat the celebrity appearances are it is fun from time to time in star wars to recognize hey that guy in the stormtrooper armor was daniel craig cool uh, it's it's neat from time to time to see when celebrities have found their way into this into the, the the universe and it's neat when they start handing all of the major roles of an episode off to celebrity appearances there's a piece where you sit back and go knock it off it's yeah. too distracting. Come can on. It's distracting. I, can, well, can I yeah. say yeah, bring it on, on bring that? it on. Let me, let me say something on that note, because you and I talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Chris Lloyd and Jack Black are not like celebrity They're cameos. Actors. They're actors. Yeah. And so yeah. right. it's fair game that they're cast in this. Agreed. Lizzo, Lizzo is falls in that category. And nothing and she's an immensely talented woman. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I actually really like her a lot. She's yeah. not, you know, she's not the greatest actress on the planet. And it and it kind of shows, especially when she's sharing the screen with you know, really Jack good Black and yeah, Jack Black. Who, yeah. Who, who, who can act, you know, Actually, he can yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the two of them are musical geniuses. If you've seen their TikTok, oh, of course, the oh, where they're both God. bouncing around about being happy. About Make being sure on I'm Star clear. Wars. She's a colossal badass. I'm not like, like, like it's <laughs> joyful. I love it. Right. Right. But she's charming enough where it still worked. But I, I just want to make that distinction because I'm hearing that a lot. Also, there's yeah. a big difference in a cameo and a guest star. We all know that, whatever. But but to your larger point, like this is why I'm using the word celebrity appearance. You corrected me on that yesterday. Yeah, thank you. Well, but yeah, and I noticed you said that actually. But like with Jack Black, is it fair to say though with him, like when the, when you let him just play himself, then mm-hmm. it looks like the guy from School of Rock and Star Wars versus yeah. him playing a character which he's capable of doing. And maybe is, I would have seen, like to see a little more in that. To be fair to your yeah. larger point, is that fair to say? It's fair to say there's some actors that they basically just play themselves and he's yeah. one of them. Um, they right. play different variations of that to, to fit the world and to fit yeah. the tone. And yeah. I think that was what's so conflicting is the tone of the Mandalorian overall is very different than the world that this episode was set in. And I feel yeah. like that at its heart was like the conflict that everybody's struggling with. Like it has yeah. nothing to do necessarily with Jack Black and Lizzo. I mean, it does to a point, but I think the tones were so different. It's been hard for everybody to reconcile. Yeah. So it, and that's one of the fun, fun. And I guess some people lose track of it. And I got to remind myself too, is that the star Wars universe, like literally every planet is going to have a completely different vibe. So going to a planet and saying, this doesn't feel like the Mandalorian, you know, series. Yeah. Okay. It's a completely different planet. All right. I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, uh, yeah, so, but there's a couple of interesting pieces that they nonchalantly, I guess maybe one of my issues with this episode, there are a number of pieces that they nonchalantly threw in there that are universe changers. It's like the solo movie introducing fuel. Okay, we knew fuel had to be a part of the Star Wars universe, but you just introduced it as a commodity and just introduced it as something that we can run out of. And that is the first time we've seen that really. 
To be so fair, this... to, to be fair, it was the Last Jedi first, and then Solo. The Last Jedi is actually the film that introduced it. Was it really okay? Mm-hmm. But but they but Solo came right after that. And it just followed. Right. Yeah. But it's 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 yes okay so they, they came but really your, close your, 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 your right. point stands right I'm just but so the, the point is though is you're introducing a point that just changed the universe it's it went from being a thing that we didn't have to worry about and wasn't really much of a thing to oh now this is actually forefront and on the table and we actually have to consider this when looking at blank and one of the pieces in there is the sovereignty of droids droids have been side support characters they've been uh well if they're sovereign if they're intelligent standalone then they are slaves um or servants if they are automatons if they are machines if they are items then they are items and it's not an issue but this introduced uh, they've surfed the line a couple of times as to what exactly are droids because high level of sentience and they are you wind up with the um uh uh from Solo, what's her butt? Um, the, the the co-pilot of the Millennium Falcon um, that staged a droid revolution. And then at the end of the movie, they basically said, oh, well, we'll just wire her into the ship's brain. And now she is the ship's brain forever. Cool. That's disrespectful for a sovereign, intelligent individual. But if she's just a machine and she's a database, then that's okay. So it crosses a line of what is what. And in this one, you've got droids that are reprogrammable and instantly deactivatable. Um, but they're also sentient beings that choose and want to serve organics and they've got their own bar where they can sit down and refresh and recreate. What are they? Like it opens an entire conversation that hasn't been at the forefront and they just like, what are they? You're reconditioning droids. Well, are you reconditioning intelligent sentient individuals? Cause that's a crime. If, like if there, can... there's a weird confusion that shouldn't, it shouldn't be so forefront unless you're really, really going to do something with it. Well, I haven't thought about any of this until until you said it. And I'm not saying good, bad, and different. I'm just saying that, you know what I mean? What I, what I will say, what I will say about it is that the Disney era of star Wars has made star Wars more nuanced, all of it from, from, especially with rogue one force awakens. It was in there as well. But like, remember in, in, in rogue one where they're like, look, I've been, I've done a lot of really bad things. It's all been for the rebellion, but I'm not proud of everything I've done. That mm-hmm. was the first time that, that that Star Wars wasn't so black and white, like figuratively yeah. and literally, right? So I feel like that that's kind of just in the in the spirit of this yeah. new Lucasfilm, where we're going to peel back the onion on characters, on what's good, what's bad, the ambiguity of that, greatly uh, exhibited in the last shot. I'm, uh, I might add. And then, and perhaps we're even obviously doing that now with droids. So yeah. I, I'm here for it. And look, it's sparking great conversation, right? I mean, those are very interesting points. It, I never, I didn't yeah. even think about it. So it's, it's some interesting pieces. Um, by the way, quick little side note, that odd little romance between uh, the uh, Mon Cal and um, the, the, the captain there at the beginning. Uh, first off, the Mon Cal kid was voiced by Tom Holland's brother. Yeah, I saw that. Which is something I didn't know. Uh, And that's also a apparently a reference to the first episode of Mandalorian. One of the bounties that he turned down was some Mon Cal politician's son went missing. And he was supposed to go find him and bring him back. So they were basically exercising the bounty that uh, Mando was supposed to do in the first episode of the first season. So that's a a funny little callback. So yeah, they're, they're, they're tying some fun things together. So, okay. So everything else aside, the fact that there is now oil that is um, reprogramming droids and there's an entire piece. In and there by the way, and, and, and by the way, and or introduced fruity pebbles, just so we're clear. Okay, go ahead. Andor introduced fruity pebbles. Yeah, they're eating cereal in Andor. Like, oh, that's so. funny. I love that. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so, okay. So back uh, with all of the side story and all of the side things that they were casually throwing out there, um, a, they get back to the, the part that I was waiting the entire episode for them to get to go to the Mandalorians and have whatever conversation needs to be had. Uh, and you get there and it feels like the entire buildup of drama around the dark saber just ended. Mm-mm. Like he just went, Oh no, it's actually hers. Here you go. And then but she lights it up and everybody bows down. I'm like, but he didn't do uh, that. The, the, the reasoning he gives of why she deserves it was both sound and it made all the sense in the world to me. 
sound Respect. but anticlimactic because she chose to give it back to him right after, but... after she and i thought that was interesting but there's also the mythosaur i thought she was going to have to go after the mythosaur because it basically bypasses and supersedes the power that the dark saber has well we still have two more episodes we still have two more episodes but it i uh, 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 yeah <laughs> so as he's malfunctioning because he's now turned into a star wars hater apparently just kidding. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Courtney, what do you think? What, I have like, questions. Just, just final thoughts on, on this episode of Mandalorian from you. Yeah, I, like I said, I like the storyline of Mandalore and everything that we're getting there. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm really curious to see how all that flushes out. Um, I do think there could have been a bigger thing made about the dark saber um i know brian and i chatted about it a few weeks ago that like he had looked like he was been fighting at dinjarin versus like bo -Katan, like looked like it was you know a part of her which was cool um yeah. but yeah i think there was just i think there was a little bit of a missed opportunity to flush that out more versus what we got with you know the the scooby-doo storyline per se but at the end of the day like it's Mandalorian. I'm glad we're getting episodes. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah and the, yeah. and the gentleman that's directing the last two is, Oh gosh, what's his name? He's awesome. He's done some good stuff too. And I'm going blank on his name, but it looks like the last two episodes are directed by the same guy who's done some phenomenal stuff on there as well. I'm just going to blank on his name and I don't have it pulled up, but, but anyway, so we'll have apparently kind of one director's vision, you know, as, as much as a director can mm -hmm. control it to Courtney's larger point. Um, Cause it's sort of a, writers and and editors medium in a lot of ways unless you're steven spielberg right <laughs> or you know a major major director like george lucas and the prequels yeah. but no but i liked it and uh can't wait for wednesday i get so excited on wednesday mornings i like when i wake up and i'm yeah. like what? oh my god it's mandalorian yeah. wednesday yeah. <laughs> i for, even forget that it's wednesday it's so great all right courtney let's do some plugs and get out of here ma'am what do you get what do yeah. you got um, we have our first review up on the site. It's from press screening of air. So check that out. Website has been updated, uh, spent some time on that over the weekend. So, uh, definitely check that out. Um, but yeah, we're excited to keep talking about stuff. It'll be fun. And thank you for all your hard work with the site. It means a lot to yeah. me and Brian. And that review was really, really, really well-written. Like it's Thanks. really good. It's really good. I was really proud to put, to put that out and share that with everybody. Thanks for doing that for us. Yeah. We, we've been kind of doing some, some press screenings. So this is nice. And I've got, I've got some more people that I've reached out to. So we'll be getting a lot more of these. Uh, did you, did you put where you, people can find you Twitter, Instagram, whatever? I'm really only on Instagram. Um, I'm never on Twitter. So it's just Courtney Elizabeth cheek um, is my handle. I'm on, I have a Twitter account. I don't really use it, but if you like mention or tag me in something, most likely I'll see it. So yeah. Right on. Brian, what about cool. you? I am your friendly neighborhood photographer. I can be found on Instagram at Chatlin Photo. And you can find me at SheRick and find us at Friends Work Pod on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are everywhere. Please check out our site that Courtney put a lot of hard work into. It's really great. And, uh, you know, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please do so on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever you can download great podcasts, except for Google Play. I'm having a hard time with that one, but I'm going to get us up on there. But look, guys, we really appreciate it. You're at the YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Hit that bell for notifications. Help support us. That's the only way we can put out this content for you guys if we have some support. So for those watching, thank you very much. Rick Shu, Brian Chatlin, Courtney Sheik, friends from work. Over now. Get down.